Hello, my name is Anne-Marie Cannon, and I'm the host of Armchair Historians. What's your favorite history? Each episode begins with this one question. Our guests come from all walks of life. YouTube celebrities, comedians, historians, even neighbors from the small mountain community that I live in. They're people who love history and get really excited about a particular time, place, or person from our distant or not-so-distant past. The jumping-off point is the place where they became curious, then entered the rabbit hole into discovery. Fueled by an unrelenting need to know more, we look at history through the filter of other people's eyes. Armchair Historians is a Belgian Rabbit production. Stay up to date with us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that is where you'll find us. Armchair Historians is an independent, commercial-free podcast. If you'd like to support the show and keep it ad-free, you can buy us a cup of coffee through Ko-fi, or you can become a patron through Patreon. Links to both in the episode notes. Hello, fellow armchair historians, and welcome to our second mini-episode from the UK. In this episode, Bob and I are coming to you from York, a cathedral city with Roman origins at the confluence of the rivers Ouse and Foss. The Vikings called it Jorvik. One of the most amazing things about this particular city is the city wall that surrounds the city center. The original wall was built in 71 AD, during the Roman period, small bits of which still remain, but most of the wall we see today dates to medieval times, 13th to 14th century. To this day, substantial portions of the walls remain, and York has more miles of intact wall than any other city in England. The town is a mecca of medieval, Georgian, and Victorian architecture, and even boasts a Viking village built on the footprint of a five-year archaeological excavation, which began in 1976 and led to the discovery of the hidden history of York's rich Viking heritage. The Jorvik Viking Village experience interprets the archaeological dig, the site and its artifacts through a combination of animatronic Viking people that interact with visitors as they travel through the neighborhood in an automated moving time capsule. And when you first enter the exhibit, a glass-floored gallery incorporates an underfoot recreation of the original Coppergate excavation, which enables visitors to see exactly how the Viking Age remains were discovered. And hundreds of Viking artifacts are on display to tell the 9th to 10th century Viking history of York. The following conversation is one that I recorded of Bob and I talking about York and our favorite history. There might have been some potato chips involved, so you might hear some crunching, but we've been moving around so much on our travels in the UK that it's been difficult to find time to really sit down and record a proper podcast episode. So I just wanted to share the excitement and enthusiasm in the time that we're here with you, our fellow armchair historians. So the place that Bob is talking about, I did end up going to uh, the day after we had this conversation. It's the Yorkshire Museum. And if you only go to one museum while you're in York, 
definitely make it the Yorkshire Museum because it really covers the whole history of that particular area, going back to the dinosaurs. I even got to hold a coin from 100 BC. It was a gold coin, and I actually was able to hold it in my hand. Very cool. Which uh, museum did you go to? The Yorkshire one. I went to the Botanic Garden. There's a massive, massive area of ruins. The whole area is full of these Roman ruins, ancient ruins, medieval, that hospital I was telling you about, Sarah. So the overall, the thing was built on the ruins, a big abbey, like monastery. You know, it was destroyed in the dissolution of the monasteries or whatever. Oh. They have artifacts from that. Um, they have a paleontological, they have dinosaurs a little bit. Stuff they found around here. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. But it was the Society of Philosophy, the Yorkshire Society of Philosophy, started this thing in about 1834. And they purchased land, they received land for this purpose. And when they built the museum there, it's not very big, really. It's not a huge museum. Oh, okay. But it's a big stone building, built in probably 1830. Man, they have pictures of it, or they have, like, drawings, like paintings or drawings of it. When they were building it, they are building it on the ruins of this freaking area that's just, I mean, it's full of Roman stuff and stuff from between Rome and between, like... The Vikings, like from 400 AD to 800, and then the Angles, they have things from, it's not Saxon, like Anglo-Saxon, but the Angles were that group, you know, mm-hmm. part of the Anglo-Saxons or whatever. They have a Viking, a Viking period, pre-Viking, okay, probably Roman. They have Roman. They have some very good stuff in there. I won't say it's not huge, but then... The whole area, the whole botanic garden, and the whole area is over this massive, like, ruin. It's massive. It's over it? Yeah, it's on top of, the, like, the whole thing. And, like, they even said how, like, when they when they went through and built this place, like, they took the best pieces of it, and then they buried everything else. Like, oh. one of their finds, mm-hmm. they found a skeleton. In the fucking basement of this fucking museum. They found a skeleton. Of a Roman. (laughs) Yeah, what'd they do with it? A burial. Okay. It's fucking displayed. What's really neat they have, they have the library of this society. The upper floor is the books that these men collected in the 1800s. Like, they're all fucking there. You can't, like, touch them. You can't get in there. But all their knowledge... They made a map. The guy made a map, or one of the groups, they made a map of England that was, like, in, in 1825, it was, like, the most comprehensive map of England ever. That map's there. So, like, that part of it's kind of neat. There's an exhibition hall. There's, like, a lecture. There's a big lecture room that you can imagine 200 years ago must have been just opulent. It's been modernized, so like the seats are all modernized mm-hmm. and everything. But the actual hall is still there. The whole, the grounds of the entire place, there is ruins 
all through so it. So you can see the ruins. They're yeah, yeah, they're out. And then it's grass. There's people are literally having picnics, children, kids, you know, laying out in the sun, doing the, the British thing. The British seem to love that. They love they lay out in the sun in the parks, you know. Mm-hmm. People buried eggs. Like how your mother was so like into the eggs. Well, in ancient Rome, they believed that eggs represented life after death. Really? And so, there's an egg. It was in someone's burial. I thought your mother would have appreciated that. Yeah, she would. Took a picture of that. This is an amulet. That's gorgeous. They found that fucking thing. They almost think that's the backside of it. When is it from? A thousand something years ago. Wow. This is written in Old English. This tile says... To, you know, warns its readers. Remember that this life does not last forever. You can be sure that this applies to you. Keep yourself in God's care. And remember, if death happens to you, it is only an adventure. And that's what it said. That's what it says. Wow. I, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Death is only the beginning. I was yeah. trying to figure out what my favorite history so far was. I really liked the Viking experience. I really liked that. It was different. It was kind of quirky with the, what do you call it, Amatron. The ride. Yeah, but it, well, like I a- think it conveyed a lot of what it was like back then. They allowed you to go through the space. Too, right. Even though like it wasn't that obvious that it was all there, but that was the real ruins. They built a fake house on top of it. Uh-huh. Like, the plank board house was built on the foundation of a plank board house. Yeah. That was interesting. I think probably the most compelling history, though, is the wall. And I was reading about it today. Apparently that, you know, some of it is built on top of the Roman earthwork. It is. And there's some, like, parts of above-ground Roman wall that still exists, a very mm-hmm. small part of it. But most of it was pretty much built in the medieval period from the 13th to the 14th century. I like the wall quite a bit because it, I don't know what it is. It's the boundary of the old city. There was a time it kept people safe, actually. Like, literally, the wall was a defense. It went from being... A necessary thing to being not necessary at all. Mm, And almost getting demolished. But thankfully, there was a ruling about that, right? Uh, The bishop. The bishop of York fucking sued. Somebody tore down a piece of it to build something. And the bishop sued and won. And so the precedent, and you know, English law always goes on precedence. But the precedent remained for a very long time. They weren't allowed to tear the wall down. Mm -hmm. That's why it's here. Yeah. It's the longest city wall, intact city wall in all of England. And even like this is this is the most intact medieval city in the world. Is it? I didn't know that. I was wondering about that. Yes. So much of it was burnt down, you know. And World War Two and World War One destroyed lots of the other stuff, you know. But this one. There you have it, York, or as the Vikings called it, Jorvik. For more information about York and some of the places we visited, be sure to check out our episode notes. 
Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.